The IU men's basketball team opens up the season ranked inside the top 15 in the AP preseason poll. I'm going to tell you why I think that might be a bit too high for the Hoosiers heading into the season. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Tuesday, October 18th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen each and every single day, as well as your first watch uh, over on YouTube. In case you missed it, on Monday we did post an episode a little bit later. Uh, had to do some catching up after a weekend uh, where I was traveling. The episode did go up. We talked about Jack Tuttle entering the transfer portal as well as IU's football game over the weekend. Today, we're talking about the IU men's basketball team. The AP preseason top 25 was released on Monday. The Hoosiers find themselves in it uh, for the first time since 2019. Indiana will be, or Indiana is ranked in that uh, poll, in any poll. First time since the 2016-17 season uh, that the Hoosiers begin the season ranked in an AP poll. So it has been a long time since Indiana has been in this spot. I will say it is deserved that the Hoosiers are a ranked team. I'm still apprehensive that it is a bit too high for Indiana. This is has all the potential to be a really good Indiana team. However, right now it's all it's really strictly potential and maybe a, a stretch of games at the end of last season in which Indiana looked really good but still were dumped out of the the tournament handily, like very handily by St. Mary's. I think they should be the Big Ten favorites. I'm trying to pick my words carefully here because I think this is probably going to be a really good team. I think this is probably the Big Ten favorites, and I think this team probably needs to prove some things before we start talking about them nearly being a top ten team this early in the season. Now, ultimately, these preseason polls are mainly so that ESPN and CBS and Fox can have a, a fancy little number to put up on their graphics and during the game so that more fans will tune in and think, oh, this is a, a top 10 matchup. When in reality, maybe half these teams or a third of these teams that are in the preseason poll are going to flame out. And that top 15 win you had at the beginning of the season doesn't even hold up all that well. Ultimately, that's what this is. I understand that. I've made my thoughts known on preseason polls in the past, even in football. I think they need to wait um, a set amount of weeks so that we can get a, a decent sample size before they start doing rankings. But that's only if they want the rankings to re to accurately reflect the best teams. I don't really think they necessarily care about that. I think they want them to reflect hype. And so the bottom line is the Hoosiers are a, a kind of hyped team. They're playing a lot of big games this season. There's been a lot of talk about them. And, and ultimately, they may end up being the 13th best season, best, best team to open the season. But 
that's a there's a lot being thrown their way right now, and I, I'm just trying to to guard myself against some of these expectations until IU really starts doing some things to prove they're worthy of all these accolades they're getting. North Carolina opens the season number one, had the lion's share of the first place votes, 47 of them. Gonzaga, number two, 12 first place votes. Houston, number three, with a single first place vote. Kentucky, four, with two first place votes. Kansas was tied for fifth, also on IU's schedule down the line. Arizona is 16th heading into the season. Xavier is not ranked. They're probably going to be on those fringes. IU is the top-ranked Big Ten team. Michigan is number 22. Illinois is number 23. Gives you a little bit of sense of the gap between IU and the next best teams in the Big Ten. It's a noteworthy one, especially if you look at kind of the point totals given. IU was pretty pretty securely kind of middle of the pack. Michigan and Illinois were much further down, uh, and ultimately there were, just based on the votes, a number of uh, voters that did not have them in the in their rankings, the Big Ten only has three schools ranked in the top 25, none inside the top 10. That tells you kind of the state of the Big Ten as a whole. And maybe IU is able to string together some wins to start the season and enter the the Big Ten or the top 10 for the Big Ten. Uh, or maybe they just don't lose and some of those top teams fall. Uh, but I think this is going to be a pretty down year for the Big Ten. I mean, we've kind of talked about that. I've talked about that over at Locked On Big Ten as well. So I don't want to see them all doom and gloom. I'm excited. Uh, this is going to be a really fun year for the Hoosiers. But I'm kind of in the pump the brakes mode a little bit. Uh, this is a lot being thrown IU's way. It's fun. This team needs to just prove that it can win some big games consistently before we start crowning them as kind of a top 10, top 12, top 15 team in the country. Uh, I've been hurt too many times. I, I want to see some some proven results, but get a win over North Carolina uh, or Xavier or even Kansas or Arizona later on and uh, get two, three wins out of all those games and you'll have me sucked right back in. I'll be ready for this one. It's going to be super interesting to see uh, how quickly this IU team comes out of the gates and whether they're able to make a statement early on. It's going to be a basketball-filled podcast today. We're going to talk IU women's basketball recruiting. That is not something we talk about often, but ESPN released their latest uh, women's basketball rankings. So we took a dive in to see some of the Hoosiers uh, commits as well as some that they have given offers to things of that note, get you all caught up on IU women's basketball recruiting here in just a moment. Before we do that though, from cringing at the pump to getting an eye popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us where it hurts and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside's an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm running cash back thanks to Upside. Super simple. I use it every time I go to the gas station. Uh, I know there's a gas station right nearby that has offers, so I drive over there. 
open the Upside app, claim the offer, pay as normal. About 24 hours later, they notify me how much uh, money they have added to my wallet over in the app. So to get started, download that free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of at least $10. Uh, Next, you just claim the offer, like I said, whether... Uh, you're buying gas, groceries at a restaurant, check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and get paid. It's very simple. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app and use your promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of at least $10. Again, that's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Big shout out to you guys for making us your first listen, your first watch every single day. You guys were awesome. We cleared 500 subscribers over on YouTube. Now I need your help over on Apple Podcasts where you can rate the show Real quick, while while you're listening, you don't even have to pause it. Just head over there real quick. Do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating. It gets us in front of more eyes, in front of more ears, so that our audience can continue to grow. We love the support you guys have given us. Uh, keep helping us out if you can. Let's look at some women's basketball and the updated recruiting rankings over at ESPN. Um really the only place that does uh, recruiting rankings. So that's why we don't really talk about them a lot is we just can't. Uh, So they updated a couple, their 2023, 2024, 2025 classes, each one uh, a smaller pool of players than the previous. So top 100 for 2023 features a pair of Hoosier commits, Jules Limondola, from Texas is number 52, a four-star recruit, 6'1 guard from Texas, Koppel High School, uh, committed to the Hoosiers for next season. Someone I believe we have talked about in the past. I'm almost certain we have. Um, I use, I mean, that type of size, 6'1, is notable in the women's game. And if you think back to the UConn game in the tournament last year, IU just, that was one thing they lacked was just size. Uh, there was a gap between kind of the athletes, the talent, the prospects UConn can bring in, which there's that gap for like everybody in UConn, but compared to what IU had, um, just physically, the, it, it looked like um, two different levels of programs. So starting to get more, athletes at that size more on that shortly it i think is going to be a priority for indiana you don't need that size to win i don't know that it's um something they have to have but i i do think it's something that they'll start to prioritize might be a better way of phrasing it there's another hoosier top 25 commit or top 100 commit excuse me lene beaumont i know we've talked about Uh, She comes in ranked number 83 in the class, also a four-star recruit, a point guard out of Benet Academy uh, in Illinois, six-foot point guard. Um, 
she is she has been committed to the program for a while again IU has uh, Grace Berger departing um a couple of the transfers Sydney Parrish Sarah Scalia only have a couple years left between them uh so I know that there was a number of guards they brought in but in the women's game there's a you can play a lot of guards and you can play a lot of them at once so continuing to cycle through uh, is big for Indiana. To get two top tw- top 100 recruits uh, is notable, I think, for the Hoosiers because um, they need, they are looking, obviously, to sustain this. There's a number of ways they can do it, uh, but by land, continuing to land kind of top recruits like this shows that it, it could be sustainable uh, the transfer portal is always going to be a, a weapon that, I mean, clearly Terry Morin can utilize. We saw this offseason landing a slew of uh, transfers and recruits all within one weekend, really. I think that was the weekend Lene Beaumont committed as well as Sidney Parrish and Sarah Scalia, if I recall correctly. But uh, there's a number of ways you can recruit in college basketball, men's and women's now. Terry Moran's shown an ability to do both. So exciting things there. 2024 class actually just got a commit last week for the Hoosiers. Faith Wiseman from Indian Creek. They ranked the number four recruit in Indiana by Prep Girls Hoop, uh, who do rankings for Indiana men and women, boys and girls, however you want to phrase it. A 6'4 wing. That is what Indiana needs. Players excuse me, players like that, that's the type of size that Indiana lacked on the wing last season. Uh, And really, I think it's those types of players, just that type of archetype of player that's going to help take Indiana to the next level. Uh, Here's what Wiseman had to say about uh, Indiana, quote, getting to know the coaches and players over the past couple months. They're so loving, and they made me feel part of the family. Obvious, also, they're obviously really successful in academics and athletics, which was a big part. I love the campus and the whole atmosphere of the program. It felt like the perfect fit for me. Uh, Wiseman is not in the top 60 for ESPN. That list will not expand probably until next year uh, for 2024 for... Uh, ESPN. She may find herself toward the bottom of that. Uh, they may refresh the rankings and she may move up in them. Uh, still being top four in Indiana is noteworthy, uh, but there is only one Indiana recruit on ESPN's uh, top 60, and it is Jordan Poole from uh, Snyder. So there would be a number of other players potentially who could be ranked above her just because one site has her as the fourth best recruit doesn't mean ESPN necessarily will, but that gives you a sense. Uh, she might be towards the back end of that, but six, four wing, every team's going to want that. Everybody, uh, is going to desire that type of athlete. Hoosiers have also offered the number 22 recruit Talia Parker from Putnam city, West high school in Oklahoma a 6-1 guard. Look, IU just getting into the conversation for recruits like this is big. Um, I know offering a recruit doesn't 
always mean a lot necessarily, but there has to be some level of, and I've mentioned this before with the men's side, because the men's team is offering all sorts of players right now. You have to believe there's some sort of chance there uh, to offer the recruit because that has to be part of your future plans now, whether that recruit's going to commit or not. So there has, there's a belief at least within the staff that they have some sort of chance here. Um, obviously that's, that one's still going to play out for a while. Only, uh, two of the top, excuse me, one of the top 60 recruits in the 2024 class has committed. Now Parker finds herself just barely, uh, outside the five-star recruits. She's number 22, a four-star recruit. Everyone inside the top 19 is considered a five-star. So she's one of the, she's one of the best of the best in the, 2024 class and still a lot can change between now and then uh 2025 class is so far out there um it is it was wild trying to do some research trying to find some information on 2025 there's even 2026 offers being made that feels so foreign to me uh, those are incoming freshmen being offered uh there were a couple the hoosiers have offered uh, I was trying to find information on them. There was very, very little I could find about 2025 or 2026 recruit. Uh, there was a 2025 recruit, Maya or Maya uh, Makaluski, that definitely butchered that last name. Uh, but she's from uh, Hamilton Southeastern, six three wing uh, from Fisher. So uh, another player that has the size that we were kind of talking about you could ideally want again though so far out there it's hard to project any type of recruiting i would love there to be the same level of reporting and scouts for the women's game as there was the men's game men's game we know all about the top 25 2025 recruits we know a lot about 2026 recruits there's really, like I said, only one place that you can find rankings like this, and it's ESPN. There's a couple sites that are kind of behind paywalls, and it's just frustrating to, to try to find any sort of information. I know I'm certainly probably not the first one to, to talk about this, but now that I use kind of in the mix for a lot of these uh, prospects, when you see it come across your timeline that, oh, they've offered such and such, you try to go find information about them, Good luck, because odds are it does not exist. So uh, I would love for there to be more coverage on the women's um, the women's high school game and top recruits like this. Right now, there is only one Indiana prospect in the top 25 for 2025. Uh, it is Kyra Reynolds from Washington. Uh, so really have absolutely no idea who, where Maya, um, where Maya is, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to butcher the last name again, where she would rank in the 2025 class. I trust Terry Moore and she's found a lot of, uh, a lot of gems, uh, found a lot of strong players through the years. So there's your little update on IU women's basketball recruiting, some odds and ends stuff here to wrap up, uh, today's episode. Some IU Kentucky updates, some IU men's basketball scouts, NBA scouts, and some IU football updates, recruiting updates as well. 
But this week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. When I think of the um, of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, probably has to be Emory Simmons. The catch he made after uh, the ball was tipped twice. If we're talking kind of individual moments in a vacuum uh, that were thrilling, it was that. I mean, to have the focus and concentration to make a catch after it was tipped twice uh, is impressive. Cam Camper coming in a very close second on the very next play, making a catch on the sideline after the ball was tipped. Honestly, you could it'd be a toss up to me. I could understand an argument for both because campers is on the sideline. He has to stay in bounds and, and come down with the catch. Um, both were exciting. Unfortunately, it came on a drive where the game was kind of already out of hand for the Hoosiers. So it was hard to really get all that excited about it. A little bit of uh, like, why, <laughs> why are we getting this luck now when the game's out of hand? But uh this segment, honestly, guys, has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan uh, in their new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today, available now at NissanUSA.com. Let's get you caught up with a little bit of uh, sprinkles of everything here. So, we talked about the IU Kentucky series a couple weeks ago. Just because it's gone quiet does not mean that it's gone away. It still sounds like it's going to happen. It, indications are, are still strong. This is coming from Peegs, uh, their kind of message board, their update over the weekend. I strongly suggest subscribing to them. Uh, this stuff is behind a paywall, but it's been three, four, five days since it was written out. So, uh, I'm not immediately spilling the beans here, but I, I, I recommend, uh, subscribing, uh, because they are, are very worth the money. Uh, but this IU Kentucky series, the discussions are about a four game series that sounds like it would start in the 2024, 25 season. It's frustrating. It's that far away. Uh, but various venues are being discussed. There's a possibility of it being a home and home or at least it including games at Rupp in Assembly Hall. I saw some mentions as well, potentially Nashville as a neutral site. I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, but again, as we discussed in last time we talked about this series, there aren't a ton of neutral sites around that make a lot of sense. I don't want to see it go to New York, but money talks. And if the money's available there, they're going to send it to New York or to Brooklyn or to wherever they're going to send it where they can get the most money over the weekend. I obviously had its pro day in the past, but over the weekend Portland trailblazers were at IU basketball's practice on Friday. The Lakers were there on Saturday. All 30 teams have scouted IU prior to this season. All 30 NBA teams have scouted the Hoosiers. Um, Look, there, there's a lot of talent on this team, number of guys who could potentially be future NBA players, whether it's Jalen hood Shafino, Trey Jackson-Davis, as well as Malik Renault, um, Tamar Bates, 
there, there's a lot of talent on this team. So there's a number of guys these NBA teams want to see get scouting them early as thorough as much um, information as you can get on them, especially kind of during this process where there's nothing really stopping them from scouting these players. There's no restrictions really. So as much information as they can gather now before they enter the league and there's a lot of restrictions placed on them, the better. So my youth football recruiting, we haven't really talked about it a ton uh, because hasn't been a lot to talk about, but kind of a ripple effect I didn't really think about when IU fired Darren Hiller or parted ways with Darren Hiller. Um, there were a number of IU commits who were offensive linemen who Hiller had a role in, in recruiting. All of those guys are staying with the Hoosiers and kind of reaffirmed their commitments to Indiana. You had Austin Barrett from Illinois, a 6'7", 275-pound recruit, three stars. Tyler Jeffries from Tennessee, 6'5", 298, three-star recruit. Williams Larkins from Florida, 6'4", 300 pounds, three-star recruit. All three of them recruited in some form or fashion by Hiller. Tom Allen reached out to all three of them before the news went public. We know we, he obviously talked to uh, the current team, the current lineman as well. Uh, that gives you a sense of just kind of how much work has to be done in making a decision like this. Not that I'm saying, like, don't do it or do do it, but it's just kind of one of those things you don't really think about. Uh, you, you're it's a, it's a decision, people saying you have to let him go, which I think I made my, my thoughts clear that he probably should have been let go. Uh, but between having to inform the players, having to inform – uh, the commits, there were kids he was recruiting that I'm sure they had to get in contact with as well. There's just a lot of things. It's not as simple as just walking in and saying, you're fired, pack your stuff and leave. There's a lot of stuff that you have to do in situations like this. So it, it was just kind of a maybe a peek behind the curtain type of thing, a look at how you have to handle situations when when coaches are fired like this. So Happy to see all three are staying on with the Hoosiers moving forward. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We will continue the previews in. I know we said we were going to do it today. There was enough kind of news and notes that I wanted to touch on, uh, but we will continue the player previews tomorrow. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. I'll be on the uh, upcoming episode just talking about the top 25 and where the Hoosiers fall in it, where the Big Ten falls in it, things of that nature. So be sure you subscribe, make that your second listen. Follow us on Twitter. Leave that rating. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. Uh, those ratings really help us out. I know you hear it on every podcast, but it really helps us out. So if you guys can just quickly take a second and do it, uh, I will be eternally grateful to each and every one of you. Uh, have a great Tuesday, everybody. Most importantly, LEO.